Hello and welcome to Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this room. I'm your host, Al White. I can't get a tan. I love pastries and the one alcoholic beverage I really miss since I gave up drinking is Disarono. Disarono? Yeah. What is Disarono? It's that Italian almondy one. Sounds sweet. Yeah, I like sweet things. Oh, oh. That's where we're friends, isn't it, Al? There you go. Yes. Yes, I think I'd like it and you have it on ice. Yeah. And you you can mix it. Uh, in things yep. You can get it when you go to wintry places Mixed with like hot chocolate It's really good Oh, little spike Ooh, that sounds, I miss that, that sounds. That sounds real good See I grew up My dad drank quite a lot of it When we'd be abroad And I'd just smell it I loved mm. the smell It was just like rich almonds And every now and then He'd let me have a sip And it would kick my ass mm-hmm. <laughs> So I never wanted to drink it But you know When I get older mm. had, its, had, it, had its time and place And I miss it mm. But I can still smell it and they say smell is 75% of taste, so... I've never seen the snow. Um, joining me today, <laughs> the man without fear, Adrian Old. Hello. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Is yeah. that because you're from Australia, you've never seen snow? Yeah, well, that's a lie, really. I have seen the snow. You sure? Yep. I saw fake snow when I was uh, in that, that year count. six when I was 12. That doesn't count as snow. We went to Canberra, which is uh, our Australian capital territory. Uh, it's where the parliament sits. Anyway, uh, I won't go into that. that. It's uninteresting. But Everyone's I saw already the snow. Asleep. I know, I know. I went to New York and was in a blizzard and then I saw the snow. Oh, okay. Yep. How, I haven't how, been skiing ever though. Never been skiing? No. It's my favorite, legitimately my favorite sport. But right, I think mate, I like we'll it. rub it in. Well, I think I like it because you don't have to do it with anybody else. Like I like skiing on my <laughs> own. So <laughs> it's, it's, everyone can fuck it's off. It's definitely not a team sport. That's no. true. Anyone I know who goes in a group breaks something. Right, I've skied right. since I was three, never broken or hurt anything because I don't ski with people. Number one rule. I do like ice skating though. Yeah, ice skating is good. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. I'm rubbish, but I enjoy it's it. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. I never could get... It was weird when I was a kid. I was good at ice skating actually. I'm no longer good at ice skating, yeah. but I could never roller skate ever. Oh, that That's... always hurt my knees. I could roller skate, but not roller blade. Wrong, and they go on your feet. No, 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 roller blading. Oh, I can't do that. Either. I hate that. No, it's weird pressure. I, and I don't mean from falling over. I mean it hurt my knees because of like the weird stance you need to maintain. Well, yeah, again, I think you're doing it wrong. You're like <laughs> what crook stance knee, are you in? You know what I mean? You're just crouching. Someone's pushing you with the broomstick. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was always weird because you think roller skating would be fine. Do kids still roller skate? Is that back now? Is that cool? It's cool now. Yeah, yeah. Cool yeah. There's roller derby now. Oh, yeah. roller derby looks great. We stumbled, yeah. so I went with our, our friend um, of the podcast, Craig Coban. I visited him, oh, when cool. I, or he visited me, I should say, when I was in Canada because he drove down. Mm. And we were looking for a comic convention thing that we were going to in wherever the fuck we were. No, it's Regina. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, we accidentally walked into a roller derby. Accidentally, I, yeah, it was in. We thought it was where the comic convention right. was. No, just lots of teenage girls with bruised knees. Yeah, um, I I got excited because I'd seen the film Whip It mm-hmm. with Ellen Page. Yep, yep. And that was my first time I'd ever even knew that sport existed, and I thought right. that looked just dandy. Yeah, it's big in it's big in Melbourne. There's a there's a whole scene really? where I'm from in Australia. Where um, are you from? Australia. Yeah, yeah, Australia. 
Australia. Australia. Australia. Yeah. Just cut off the front bit. Uh, you kind of cut off the end as well. You do like a l. Yeah. L. Australia. Australia. Oh. That's how English people Australia. say. Australia. Australia. Americans would say Australia. Australia. That's the same. Fun with words. Anyway. Um, what are we doing? What are we talking Why about? Are we here? <laughs> this is a problem when no one else is joining us on the podcast. Yeah, we just... Um, it's conversational. I was asking you, how are you doing? How's it going? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've been, uh, I've been hot this week. It's been a hot week. It's only oh, Monday. It's, it's only Monday. It's literally been hot. Um, and look, uh, finding my merry way in the big land of LA. It is sprawling. It's sprawling, all right. So sprawling, I got away this weekend to a place 45 minutes from my house. I never even knew it was there, and it was like going to a different country. That's, That's how amazing. sprawling LA is. It's pretty Absolutely. fantastic. Uh, if you can hear a weird sound throughout this podcast, we apologize, but it is hot, so we have a little fan going just off camera. Yep. And if you want to see not the fan, but us, but uh, the, I mean, you can see the effect the fan has on us because occasionally our hair might billow a little bit. You have to be f- I'll turn it up like faster at certain <laughs> points. So if you want the thrill of that added to your listening experience, go to YouTube. Can you turn it up in the more climactic moments of our conversation? I tell you what, I'll express, I'll express my excitement through the news that you're going to read in a bit mm-hmm. via the medium of the fan. Awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, go to YouTube, type in We Are Tessellate. That's with two S's and two L's. Type in Geeks and you can subscribe to our channel. Um, see all of our content. We have some content. There's a lot more coming. We've got to catch up, actually, with some content. Well, it's been a quiet week, hasn't it? It's been a really quiet week. The news this week is really quiet. Stuff happened, but I just didn't really care about it. Yeah, and I mean, with E3 and whatnot, obviously, that's where all the focus has been. So we did a couple of specials. You and I did a post-conference E3 special this time last week. We sure did. took over from the usual show. Then on the weekend, I did a post-E3 after going to E3 with some friends and some representatives, and we talked through two and a half fucking hours, way too long. But if you want to hear a rundown of every game covered at E3 and what we know about him, turned out not that much. But if you want to hear some enthusiastic dialogue about it, at least check that out. And if you don't, we will briefly cover a few things today. Excellent. I'm going to use you as like a, a medium, because you can ask some questions. Yep, yep, I'll be your yardstick. You you oh, all right. As we say. Is that what you say? Yeah. In Australia? I think so, in Australia, yeah. Okay. Have you, have you watched any movies this week? Played any video games? Done any uh, activities? Video games. I, I, as from our, our conversation last week, I've been playing Dishonored mm-hmm. 1 um, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I'm really... I, I love the world and the story thus far is holding up. Uh, I mean, it is... It's quite... You know, I'm, I'm railroaded. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, there's no, like, roaming... It's not an open world game. Roaming off no, into no. the... Wilderness, which would be amazing. It's to kind have of more open world. world combat, but not yeah game. But it's kind of puzzle solving, really, a lot of it, and uh, I really like the mechanics in it. So I'm excited yeah. for that release of Dishonored Two. Cool to see what that's going to be like for sure. Yeah, excellent. Um, no, it's nice when someone goes back to a game that's been out for a while. I never just completed it, but I really loved what I played of it. So it's one of those things where you can't tell, you know, would the standard yeah. test time. And it's e- it's an easy. It's not easy play. I mean, but it's you know it's straightforward. I don't have to. It's accessible. It's not punishing you like Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not punishing you like Dark Souls. That's right. Um, and I love that I could go about it in different ways. Like I was saying. Yeah. You know, I, I really love the sword fighting in it. Uh, right. Mixed with pistol sort of combat because yeah, you don't really get that in any other game. Well, and you can also choose not to do that at all. Yeah. And still complete the missions and all Absolutely. that sort of stuff. So that's cool. But it's just as satisfying. 
I find totally, it so totally, yeah. Which is, I would say, not just rare. I would say I've never experienced in a game before in terms of I'm enjoying the stealth. I fuck up. I'm enjoying the battling. Totally, I'm, yeah. I'm good either way. Mm-hmm. Um, you seen any movies? <sighs> just been working hard. Yeah, no, I've just been working hard. I haven't seen anything this week. Uh, Sandlot Kids was given to me to watch. I hadn't seen that before. Hmm, I hear there's some uh, important one-liners in that, which I should know. Huh. Um, Who gave this uh, this to you? One of the guys I work with at Paramount. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's just come up a couple of times in the last week. Yeah. So then someone posted it saying, hey, anyone want this? And I'm like, sure, I haven't seen it. Love it. Well, if you find out what those important one-liners are, be sure to let me know. Oh, that's what I was saying. That's very, uh, I think it's like an American cultural film. It's okay. about kids play bio, uh, baseball. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, okay. No, I've never seen it. I know what you mean now. Baby, Baby Ruth. I've heard that's of that. A, that's it's a, a name bar. that comes up. No, it's a film. bat. It's a we just sound terrible. Let's, it? let's not talk about it. America. We, neither have seen it. It's America. Done. <laughs> um... I was playing, I played a bit of Mirror's Edge. I just gave you a copy of Mirror's Edge with mm-hmm. the forewarning of, I don't like this game. <laughs> you, yeah, you said, here, have a, have a copy. Uh, not a big fan. Not a big fan. Huge fan of the first one. Like, and I mean huge in my top 15 games of all time. Uh, and I went back to it last year and I still really loved it. Not feeling this one. And I don't really know why. A lot of the mechanics are the same. The design's the same. The graphics are weirdly just patchy and muddy on the console anyway. Um, and it should be really crisp and clean. And the story's just kind of annoying and boring and the characters are all grumpy the whole time. There's no humor to it or fun. Um, and it begins at nighttime. I thought I was thinking that might be part of it because it begins at nighttime. And I understand every decision they've made to do this game. And I think maybe I would have done the same things. But then when you play it, they're not what made the first one special. The first one starts and it's just radiant blue skies and it's peaceful and you're on your own. This one starts kind of hectic and nighttime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Something with it's not vibing. It's not a horrible game. It has good moments, but certainly not a patch on the first one in my in my mind. Um, and I've just been going through, I'm making a list for our website, wearetestolate.com, which will have the top, I'm going to say probably it's going to be 25 slasher films of all time. Wow. So I'm watching about 100 slasher films right now. Oh my God. Um, and I've got through about 30 of them. Got a lot more to go. My girlfriend might leave me before the end of this article. Um, but I find when it was, so when I do a list like this, I get into my frame and I just need to watch them all within a period of time so that you can compare and contrast easily. For sure. Otherwise, it'll, even a couple of weeks ago, you know, stuff I watched, if I hadn't written down my score and a few notes, I'll be like, I remember like rough feelings, but I don't remember particular feelings of that film already. Um, because I'm old, maybe? I don't know. Things fade. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, I'm kind of blitzing through as many as I can. And do, do you think... I mean, how many do you have to see before you've got like a a benchmark where you go, this is a good level, this is a rubbish level? Well, I've seen an... Oh, how much of a movie? Well, no, like as in... Because, I mean... What you're judging them against kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. What are you holding them against? Because in my mind, I go, slash film, not my genre, most of them are rubbish. Yeah. Um, well, I've watched a lot of slasher films, so I'm a big slasher fan, but I've revolved around certain tent poles. And I strayed at some point. Like some, a lot of these films I've seen before, but it was a long time ago. Um, and then there's a whole bunch I haven't seen before. So I'm kind of excited to see the stuff I haven't seen. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts with people reviewing them mm-hmm. anyway. So it kind of sparked my interest in some that I'd never seen. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to... So when I judge stuff, I tend to judge stuff by... I will pick a film I know is a 10 for me for that genre. 
and a film I know is a zero and then I kind of judge them against that and then I start judging them against each other as you fill out that list of well did I like this more than that or less than that one or you know sure um, but with Slasher it's always hard because I think I said to you maybe last podcast but on the Nightmare on Elm Street one that we've got coming up on our show with me and Alex going through that whole series we tended to break it down into kind of four things one was is it fun two is is it scary three is do you get behind a killer and four is do you get behind the victims and that was kind of how we had to judge it. Like, does it, should ideally do two of those four things? Um, and right. very occasionally you'll get one that does all of those things. But well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's better than one that does two, you know. Um, yeah. and that, that's kind of how I judge them. It's like, am I having fun or am I scared? And do I care about anybody, whether it's the killer or, you know, the victims? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of them we're known. There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of trash, absolutely. But Halloween, I think, you know, we talked about it before. That's a 10 for me. Um, so they all kind of get judged against that, I guess. Uh, but I've had some surprises. Had some yeah, good cool. ones. Looking forward to getting that list up. I look forward to it too because I don't even know where to start with slasher films. Well, this list will help you out, buddy. Don't worry about it. Very good. That's what it's there for. That's why I do these things, just for you. Um, so let's start a podcast like we do every week with some movie and game news, commonly known as Nate's Blowdown. Uh, Nate isn't here. Adrian's going to be taking over. Not much news this week, though. No. So maybe if you say it really slowly, so just to fill <laughs> it, it out. takes up more time. All right. Nate's blowdown. Sadly, kicking off with very sad news, but we might as well talk about that first. Indeed. Uh, moving news. Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin passed away in a tragic accident on the morning of Sunday the 19th of June. It is reported that when he didn't turn up to rehearsals, his friends found him in his San Fernando Valley home, pinned between his SUV car and his brick mailbox. The car was still running and in neutral. The authorities do not suspect foul play, but further news to add to the tragedy is that the car, a Grand Cherokee Laredo, or Laredo, was meant to be recalled as it was susceptible to a park problem with the shifter. The recall notice went out on May nineteenth, uh, sorry, May fourteenth, two thousand and sixteen, saying drivers may inadvertently fail to achieve the park position before exiting. So the driver may think the car is safely parked when it's actually still in neutral. Anton Yelchin was well known for his role as uh, Pavel Chekhov in the reboots of Star Trek, including this summer's third installment, Star Trek Beyond. Uh, Looks pretty cool. He recently also had a lead role in the excellent horror film um, Green Room, as well as roles in Fright Night, uh, 5 to 7, and Terminator Salvation. So, I mean, I, I don't have much to say on this apart from shit, sad, man. Like, sucks. Really, um, just really weird as well. Like, really freak. Yeah. Really freak. I mean, it just, this, these things happen. Yeah. You know, it's uh, humans and technology. I mean, mostly just say, I mean, he's 27 years old. Exactly. Yeah. And, that's and that's really the saddest tragic. bit. I mean, he had a whole, he's got a whole career ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, or had, um, and, you know, was a young, promising young actor, you know. So, it's, yeah, it's a loss for, for you know, the movie world. It is. It mm. is. Um, but yeah, I'm going to move on to regular Number news. two. Number two. The Lego Movie 2. The sequel to the critical and public hit The Lego Movie wa- uh, has been pushed back from its initial release date of March 18th, 2018 to February 8th, 2019, uh, which will make its premiere almost five years after the original. Crazy. 
<laughs> this is so that Warner Brothers can shuffle its scheduling of... Oh, uh, so, so this is why we can't work with a fan. It just blew my, my piece of yeah, paper. I didn't, my those, interest hasn't even peaked yet. I know. I those who are watching the screen, you'll, you'll see that moment if you replayed it. You'd if you see want to the, see an incredibly dramatic moment, go to YouTube. Yeah, and, and see my paper <laughs> shift. See the look of fear in your eyes. That's right. So I'm going to start that again. This is so that Warner Brothers can shuffle its scheduling and other properties of other properties and franchises, including DC movies and Harry Potter. The Lego Batman movie is still coming out February 10th, 2017, and the Ninjago Lego movie is slated for September 2017. Oh. Excited about Ninjago. Oh, you got excited about Ninjago. All right. Uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are returning to write the second Lego movie, but have handed the, over the directing duties to Rob Schrab, uh, since they're currently working on the Han Solo movie and the animated Spider-Man movie. So, I mean, this is pretty cool. I mean, but uh, that's like such a big pushback. That's a year. Five years after an original is a long time. And also Nowadays. like the fact that they're pushing back, you know, their original release date that, yeah. that was published was March 18th. Yep. And then we're talking February 8th. Yep. I mean, that's pretty much a year. Basically a full 12 months. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, there was a lot of other stuff with this. They shuffled around a lot of, a lot of things. Presumably, yeah, they're planning for Harry Potter and, and DC. Right. Um, to keep their slate sort of clear. They might be worried that people are going to get OD'd on Lego movies with the Lego Batman movie come in. And then this Ninjago oh, yeah. one, which I didn't know about. I yeah, true, know. true. Okay. Um, it's just kind of weird because there's a lot of... So there's already Lego Batman movies. They just went straight to DVD and they weren't very good. Well, and you'd think you'd just do... do well, what, why not just do the sequel first? And I guess maybe it's about them trying to... Um, support their other DC franchises. But they should really have got a bat. The Batman one should have been out two years ago. You know, they should have gone straight out of Lego Movie. Everyone loved the Lego Movie. Do you see the film? I haven't actually. So good. I know it's. I know it's great. Tons I've of fun. Heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. They should have just fast tracked. Okay. Cool. Let's take our time with the Lego Movie two, but let's put out Lego Batman movie, which is you know he's in a lot of the Lego Movie. Yeah. Let's put that out in between and sort of sandwich it, which is what they're doing. But it should have just done that a lot quicker. It's been yeah, way, yeah. Too, way too long. Yeah. But I think. Ah, I, I think people will be. Hang on, so when will that place it? Seventeen. I mean, regardless, people are going to go 18, see 19. it. Well, I guess to be on. To be fair, I guess it is kind of midway then with the Lego Batman movie. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting by that point. Maybe anticipation will build up. Maybe, but it's just strange nowadays. Sequels come so quick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and I'm disappointed because yeah, I was looking forward to it. But to be honest, I'll, I'll, even though Christopher Miller and Phil Lord are still writing it, mm. their directing style is so integral to that movie. I love I love them doing animation, um, so I'm not worried about the Han Solo movie. But I'm well, actually, I'm a little bit worried about the Han Solo movie for many reasons. Well, um, I just don't. I'm not. I don't know that I'm interested in that character prior to him and the Wookiee. I mean, I am and I'm not. But Wookiee. it's kind of you know, I'm more interested. I'd rather read an, a novel or a graphic novel about that. No, well, I think you can, and so I'm sure I can, but. <laughs> That's where my interest would lie. I think. I'm, I'm completely open to whatever whatever story they want to take. I'm just not. Com- I don't like them as directors of live action. Sure, they did 21 sure, sure. Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. Yeah, I I didn't mind 21 Jump Street. I didn't like 22 Jump Street, but that doesn't feel appropriate for a Han Solo movie. Mm-hmm. But I do love their animated stuff. I loved Cloud with Meatballs. I love Cloud with Meatballs too, and I love the Lego Movie. Well, so, I guess uh, or I've seen none of those, so I can't speak to them as directors, but. 
by the sounds of it, I'm I'm kind of interested to see where what they do with it. I mean, yeah, it'll definitely be very different, Um, and it'll be interesting. The reshoots we have going on right now with Rogue One, they're getting into those with this prelude of, oh no, we're not trying to like change tone. We're just adding extra stuff, but it clearly leaks have said they're trying to change tone. They're trying to keep it more like Force Awakens. Uh-huh. And it was too dour for them, essentially. Um, but that's what their statement originally was. These movies, Han Solo, could be a comedy. Rogue One. Do you could think be they're going to chuck in a bit of Han Solo into Rogue One? It's entirely now possible. that he's been cast. Yeah, it's entirely possible. They'll do something to lead in. But Rogue One, they can't enter Rogue One because Rogue One takes place. Oh, it takes place before. Just even... before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before. It's not young enough. No. Right. Um, but I'm sure they might throw in an extra Easter egg now or something. That right, doing right, these reshoots. right. But I'm just. I don't know. I'm concerned. I'm more excited about these guys doing the animated Spider-Man movie, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say the fan didn't actually turn up when I said that, though. So I was I was a little it bit disappointed. Peaked. Yeah, you didn't peek on that one. Um, um, so number three. Number three, three, three. Tied into that news. <clears throat> Charlie Cox, Han Solo. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Charlie Cox, star of Marvel's Netflix show Daredevil, said he may have messed up a potential audition to play Han Solo thanks to his Daredevil training. I'd gone into the audition. One of those things... No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't try it. That was just for Al. Fan right now. That was just for Al. <laughs> he loves it when I do voices. Uh, I'd gone into the audition. One of those things that are super secretive uh, that they don't tell you. But I'm pretty sure it was for the Han Solo reboot. And halfway through it, the casting director stopped me and said, Why aren't you looking at the camera? Or why aren't you looking at me? And I realized I I had gotten it into a habit of not making eye contact because the only thing I'd done for two years is play someone who was blind. I never got invited back, probably because they couldn't figure out why I was acting like a complete idiot. I would have said he was acting like a blind person. Right. I thought Han Solo, you know. Um, anyway, the role Han Solo is the upcoming movie. I'm going to just do that one again. The, ha- the role of Han Solo in the upcoming movie eventually went to Alden Ehrenbrick. Yeah, people have tricky names these days. People, yeah. like, if you're out there and you're naming Ehrenbrick. your kids, if they're being born right now and you're naming them, Rich. help out future podcasters yeah. because I write this stuff down and we read it out and a lot of these names are impossible. Yeah. There was, so in the releases, we're about to have a film and there was this entire cast and I couldn't even bother to write it. No matter trying to say it out loud. Right. It's like there are too many fucking letters. Alden Ehrenreich. Is that how would you say that? I don't know. If no, you were no. a German person? Well, you say Reich, wouldn't you, for the end? Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Reich? I think. Alden Ehrenreich? Ehrenreich? Reich? I don't know, man. I don't know. Reich? But that dude from Hell Caesar. Ehrenreich. Let's go with that. Ehrenreich. How would you feel then about... Could you watch The Daredevils? Could I? You did, didn't you? Watch the uh, I watched the first season. Okay. Uh, and I watched about four episodes into the second season and got bored. Okay. Um, uh, it was mainly the supporting cast that just chapped me to tears and I couldn't be bothered watching them and I didn't care about any of them. I only liked, I only liked the Daredevil. Mm-hmm. So uh, how would you feel about the Daredevil being Han Solo instead of Elden? Yeah, he could have done it. I reckon he would have been good. Yeah. I think he's quite a good actor. I think he's a great actor. I'd love to work with him. Yeah, he does. I mean, he doesn't... I don't know if he looked, if, he, if he's quite Han Solo, but I don't know that anyone's quite Han Solo though. I would kind well, of rather they just it's want just Harrison, someone. right? Yeah, I guess he doesn't have the cockiness. He does seem like a nice guy, yeah, and then a dark guy, but not a cheeky guy. Yeah, he's not charming enough. Yeah, that's true. I think visually he would be cool, Who? and I think uh, no, I think this guy Charlie Cox, 
Uh-huh. I think visually he would be cool. And I think he has, yeah, I think he's a good actor and I think he's I, got I think charm, he's, but yeah, potentially he's a bit not sharp. the same. I think he's, he's got, he's a too, he's um, like hard or something. Yep. He doesn't have that. It's just weird because you've essentially, you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy? No. You need to watch movies. That's what I'm learning needs to happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Um, Sandbox kids, here I come. <laughs> we'll talk about that one next week, don't worry. Uh, Guardians no, of- Sandplot kids. Sandbox? I don't know. Sandbox probably. Yeah, sand there's, there's sand, and they're in a, sand. in a box of sand, playing with it. Mm, Sounds, let's, let's just and then eating baby roof bars. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep happening. going with that. Yeah, that's the movie. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is basically a Han Solo movie. That's how that movie plays out. It's like a Han Solo movie. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be hard to get the right the right casting. I like this kid, Eldon, but he's, but no one's going to fit. He doesn't seem like the, the right fit to me. No one's gonna work. Anyway, I think it's. I think it's. I'm going back on what I just said. How quickly do you story. think Star Wars fans are going to be Star Warsed out? I well, mean, okay, let's not say Star Wars fans. How how quickly do you think the, the general, general public, public are going yeah, to be Star Wars pretty out? Pretty quickly, I'd say within three years. Yeah, I think so. I mean, by the time you get are people X Men out? By the time you get to this, yeah, as Apocalypse showed. Um, but I think by the time you get to this, because you'll have had Force Awakens. You'll have mm-hmm. had Rogue One. You'll have had Eight. Mm-hmm. And then this one. I think people will be... And we're talking like after close to 20 years of nothing. Yep. And I think their only chance is that if people are bored of Rogue One, well, the next one will be, well, it's Eight. And it's the next one you really wanted to see. And then after that, so if you're bored of that, then, well, it's Han Solo. So, you know, right. you will know him. Um, so, I know. I think they're doing it in the smartest order. But, yeah, I think I think by the time we get to this. Could see a slide in popularity. Hmm. But who knows? People fucking keep going to them Fast and Furious films. But they're not every year, I guess. No. Every three years, maybe. Well, I mean, we're talking like... They're pumping them out at this point. The yep. Star Wars stuff. Yep. Anyway. And keep coming. That's it for the movie news. Movie news. Quite weak. It really was. Uh, shall we uh, move on to games news? Well, so game news... E3 happened, as we said. A lot of stuff happened at E3. We're going to talk through some of that. But there was one piece of news that came it's- out after E3... Oh, good, you're not stealing my thunder. I was worried no. you were stealing my thunder. No, I'm going to steal your thunder. Don't worry. Or yeah. your lightning. You can have Great. all of it. Great. Um, Game news. I just, yeah, this, this one, I think, is a good segue for us to talk more about E3. Number one, 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 one and only. PS4 Neo. I am. <laughs> Despite not being shown at E3 or even talked about, another report has surfaced suggesting that the PS4 Neo will indeed see a release this year. Following on from a previous report saying the Neo would release in September, Richard Ledbetter... Richard sure. Ledbetter... I'm assuming it's meant to be beta, though. Le- Ledbetter. Lead beater? Lead better? Lead better. Just oh, lead I'm going to go with lead. I'm going to go with lead. I like lead better. Lead better. <laughs> Richard lead better <laughs> from Eurogamer has said... Several sources have indicated to me that the Neo launches this year... Despite its E3 no-show. Go and put these pens in my eyeballs. That's what they're here for. (laughs) That's a good one. Several sources have indicated to me that the Neo launches this year despite its E3 no-show. Leadbetter, or Leadbetter, previously confirmed the codename and specs of the system long before Sony's official confirmation prior to E3. I like how any time you say Neo, you do it with a sexy kind of pawn Neo. 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 That's a pretty sexy name. This is interesting. So, 
Who is this Ledbetter? That's what I want to know. I think that's the least important part of this. News. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's in some espionage. That's why I gave him a Russian accent because I felt like he was, like you know. Well, he works for Eurogamer. Undercover. He's done. Uh, he's had good sources before. Basically, he he's proven. Even with this, he's mm. proven you know viable in terms of the information. So he's, he's got the given inside us. knowledge. Um. So, all right. Let's paint a bit of back history quickly to refresh our memories. We had all these rumors about the Neo. We knew it was happening. All these leaked stuff with what it was going to be inside the specs of it. He leaked a bunch of it. Turned out to be true when they talked about it. Not as mm. powerful. You're creeping off now. Not as powerful as... What are you doing? Going to get a brewski. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Neo. Not as powerful as what the Scorpio leaks were. And then Xbox came out at E3, announced the Scorpio. Um, talked exactly about its specs. Incredibly powerful. More teraflops. Than in the Neo, your favorite word. Um, and Sony had said, before E3, we will not be talking about the Neo, but they did officially announce that the Neo existed. So here's where it gets interesting is that before this, leaked documents had stipulated that all developers making games for the PlayStation 4 would have to enable, I think they would have to enable, from October, I thought it was though. A Neo mode on their games. From October this year. See, what's yeah. we're talking about a Christmas release, right? Yeah, that's what it seems like. Um, and that's what those leaked documents... I mean, none of that's you know been confirmed, but that's what they're saying. It's like it had to include Neo mode, um, which would summarize that the Neo is going to be out at the end of this year. But then they decided not to talk about it at E3. But that's People thought that meant it might be a way out. People, th- But then Microsoft, yeah, was so much more powerful. Well, yeah, I was going to say, and that, as we were discussing on our post conference podcast uh that you know that was potentially because the wind had been taken out of their sails by xbox right yeah that's i mean it's it's possible so i mean maybe they're going to find a way to cram some more power in and then still announce the neo to come out the end of this year or maybe the things he's heard are no longer appropriate and they're changing their schedule because they need to put more power so they'll need more time to develop the console right right um but since this came out after e3 and he said several sources have indicated to me that the neo launches this year despite its e3 no show it sounds to me like it still could which will place it as the fall leader in what is this kind of mid-gap new yeah, console yeah, generation but, oh, but they're not new consoles they're well, not, they're, it's, they it's not a new it's, but it's no 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 haven't you got the press releases <laughs> It's not a new generation. Not a new generation. We're not talking about a new generation. It's you know uh, a sub generation, like mm. a subheading, like a submarine. Yeah, like a submarine um, rising from the bottom, neither above or below. Yeah, just kind of just there, floating. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would be interesting though, because if if I mean all all word points to the NX coming out in March, I believe, mm-hmm. and the Scorpio, we know now the end. Oh, that's end Nintendo. Of next year. Mm. Mm. Um, Scorpio at the end of next year if the Neo is the end of this year that gives them the lead right um, and it would make sense because VR PSVR comes out this October right so it makes sense so to bring out something that can power the VR better with 4K output sure yeah yeah I mean well, that. I mean, if you're looking at the competition definitely that makes sense I am yeah I, am. Yeah. I was uh, listening to a bit of uh, the old Spotify oh uh, music uh, I know Is there a band called Spotify yet? Because there should be. There should be, yeah. Let's do that. Um, but uh, And they had this add-on. And Samsung has got a promotion at the moment where you buy their latest phone and you get a VR set. Oh, really? A VR face headset. The Samsung thing. Uh, thing. Something, something. Something, something. Am I dropping too many names? 
Is that bad? No, Brandy? I just thought you were talking about Sam's son for a second, so I was a little bit confused. No, Sam's son. Like, why Sam's son got a. No, Sam's son. promoting Sam's things. Uh, but I was like, what? What? <laughs> yep, it's going to be everywhere. And then it will find its place. The in, dust will settle. In the cupboard. The dust will, yeah. yeah. The dust will literally settle. In with your old Nintendo 64. <laughs> um, oh, well, they could go on. So 1080. Had 1080 right. on it. Yeah? Had 1080. Remember that? Oh, that was slogan? good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I was also I was that one guy who liked Star Fox Adventures. The um, it was kind of like Zelda, but with the Star Fox characters. I liked it. Lost um, me. Um, what was I gonna say? So Goldeneye, on the other hand, oh, wasn't that something? It was very much of its time. Hard to go back to. I imagine it would be very hard to go hard back to, go to that controller. Hard oh, to go ooh. back to. <laughs> Is that the three pronged one? Like yeah, a it looks like a you know like a like a three way sex object. Toy. Yeah. Mm. Um. No, it's not for two ways. Only appropriate for three yeah. ways. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so I mean, if you got the Neo, you got the NX, you got the Scorpio. Is there, are any of these tickling your your fancy? Are you interested in any of these? You're quite happy. Which one's the small one? <laughs> is that is that what dictates to you? I like the are you Japanese. Like the, you just want the smallest console to fit uh, in your house. Yeah, I like the Xbox small one. Oh yeah, the Xbox Slim. That's the one I got most excited about. Yeah, yeah. Plays the same content, but. A lot smaller, bigger hard drive. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, that'd be cool. But, I mean, if it's truly not a new generation, you know what I mean? But I do feel like if you don't get a Scorpio or if you don't get one of these non-new generation consoles, mm -hmm. you're going to be missing out if you're waiting for the next generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, for me, it's like, like, yeah, if I'm not thinking it's a new generation, if I'm pretending that, that they're not lying to me, then I'd be happy with just sort of updating to a, a slimmer, a slimmer. slimmer system that I've got because they're not going to be bringing out new games and that sort of thing, you know, and I'm not okay. going to miss out on any content, content. But in truth, I reckon I'd probably go the Scorpio. Uh, but yeah, you know, but that's because... More teraflops. This heaps more teraflops. <laughs> you can't even say but, it once. No, the teraflops are going to be just try and say it flopping once. everywhere. You know, <laughs> Terror, just, terrifying. Yeah. Um, I just think of a gigantic flaccid penis when I think. I of mean, that. I think that's their intention. That's how they power. That's how they power. That's what the because it's, it's got a, the power brick just inside a it. Terrifying now. flop already embedded. Just a teraflop. Anyway, let's not how delve into my imagination. Yeah, I like to when we talk dirty and become like a frat house on this podcast. I like to pretend it's from Alex and Justin and Nate's, you know, <laughs> personalities forcing us down that road. So let's hold ourselves to a higher standard. Yes, in their absence. Um, so what you're saying is hey you, you don't really need... They're not listening. Are you kidding me? They're not listening? No. Oh. We have one fan who wrote into us last week and he's probably not listening anymore because <laughs> I mispronounced his name. Um, well, what, what was I saying? Uh, so, you're, yeah, so basically you don't, you're not necessarily interested in something new. You just want your constantly on a diet. It's basically, you're happy sticking yeah. with your girlfriend. You just yeah. wanted to lose a few pounds. Yeah, that's right. You don't need to trade in. Yep. All right. I reckon. So, I mean, I, well, could I trade in for a Scorpio? I mean, you could get some money off. Ooh. I don't know how that. Look, when it comes works. down, to it, if I was to go, if I, yeah, I would just get, I'd get a Scorpio, wouldn't I? Yeah, probably. I think you would. But I don't understand why they can say that it's not the not a new generation of console. Well, it's because it doesn't have. Here's here's the deal, because it doesn't have yet proprietary games. If it comes to a point where there are games only playable on Scorpio, then it's a new generation. 
Uh, but it has to be. And that's what Xbox's thing is. That's what Microsoft's thing is about moving away from generations and it yep. just being able to play content across the board Don't whenever, those lines wherever. The sand. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's never going to be another new generation except they're going to be new generations. Yeah, because the, affir- yeah, the aforementioned Craig Command uh, uh, was, he wrote in and asked about, yeah, when are we going to just start calling these things new consoles? Because that's what they are. Mm. And I agree with them. They are new consoles. I think the price bracket will be new consoles. The power of them is like a new console. It is a new era in the middle of an era. But because they don't have proprietary games yet, I don't know. You can't call them a new console because you're not left behind. You can still play these games on either mm-hmm. console. The gap is bridged for now. But mm-hmm. I think at some point that will, that will have to slide. Otherwise, you're not getting the most power. And we keep going on about this. Like how if you if I get a Scorpio... And I've got them six teraflops or whatever it is. Mm. I want to use all of the floppiness mm. to power my games to a place of, you know, firm firmness enjoyment. that you can't get from a less floppy Xbox. That's true. You with me? No, you need all the flops you can get. Exactly. Um, so I, I honestly, it sucks for other people. Um, I hope. Oh, fuck, I don't even know what I hope. I want them to do... Like, if something runs better on Scorpio... I just want it to run better on Scorpio. It would be cool if it still works on 360. Yep. But if they can really put the effort in... Not all developers are going to have the time or the money to do this. But at least first party can put in the effort to not just have a Neo mode where it's like, oh, it's a little bit nicer and it's 4K mm-hmm. or any mm-hmm. bullshit like that. But have a Neo mode where it's different textures. It's genuinely a real step above that vindicates buying a new console totally yeah 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 then great but you can still play it on your xbox one and it's as beautiful as it would have been so i mean just because you know there's a prettier version i don't see that argument because we already know there are prettier versions by pc and max sure. it out there sure. are always prettier versions of the games you're playing um so just the fact that someone's done it with a console rather than a pc who cares you either want that or you don't well that's kind of how i feel about it yeah um so let's segue from that into some E3. So you weren't around for E3. You saw the no. conferences, but you didn't get to go, sadly. That's right. I presume you haven't listened to our stunning two and a half hour podcast we did. Uh, uh, no, not yet. Shame. Missed out. Yeah. Um, is there anything you wanted to know? Was there anything you saw that you wanted us to check out? Anything that was piqued your interest? you want to know how it ended oh, up playing? Oh, that list? Looking? And that's what I need. Um, I got some of them here. Did we have, did we have all of the... So how, what was the layout at E3 this year? Yeah, the two halls was, was normal, but... One of the hall, the South Hall, had pretty much... Well, it had a lot in there, but not much playable at all. Right. It was really all... And what they did have, like, at the Ubisoft ones, were huge queues to get into play, say, Forza Horizon 3. And you could have a, head over to, I think it's called West Hall, um, and go into the Microsoft um, booths and play Forza Horizon 3 really quickly. Like, you're just sitting there, pads just lying there, and you could just go and play it. So really, definitely the cheat code this year was to go to West Hall and play the game set. Right, right. But not as much content um, as previous years. A bit of a strange mess as well because there's EA Play going on and a lot of open house stuff for the public. Um, It was very sprawling but less focused and less content. But still great, you know, still a good buzz. Just too many people for me. 52,000 people this year. 52,000? 52,000. That's like almost the population of Australia. I think that is the population of Australia. I think it's them who came. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah, just that's where they were. Just Aussies <laughs> everywhere. Um, um, so, yeah, we, I mean, we talked about it on the podcast, so we're not going to go over too much. But I did make up my own personal list of some of my personal awards for E3 and my top 25 games. No, 20 games, sorry, at E3. Do you want to hear it? I mean, you're looking at it right now, so it'll be no surprise. But well, No, I'll act surprised. If you Give could. me the fan and I'll... Um, you're going to act surprised. I'll get excited. No, it's my fan. Okay. Um... 
So I've my, marked the ones that I'm interested in hearing about. All right, I'll tell you a bit more about those when I get to them. Great. How's that? Yep. Um, so my biggest disappointment was Ghost Recon Wildlands. That was my oh. game of last year, and I got to play it this year, and it was kind of boring. It was just played like most Ubisoft games, a bit like The Division. Didn't really interest me. It was just doing stuff a lot of other video games are doing. It was perfectly fine, and I think with friends you could have some fun for sure. But I was hoping for something special, and it just felt old. Um, most approved for me is Detroit Beyond Human, which is a game I see you've marred. I wanted to know more about it. Yes. And there wasn't really anything else there on the show floor, so it was just that trailer we saw from the conference. Okay. Um, and for me, like there was a trailer that came a while ago as well for it. It's got a lot to prove for me for that game. Like I really love that developer. It's got the most what's right? To prove. Like, oh, I'm just not. To prove. Gotcha. I'm convinced with its concept. I don't personally like what they've shown yet. But a lot of people do. Just so. give me a refresh. That was one where they jumped in the car. And it's, they... No, it's the Blade Runner one kind of thing where the detective's talking to a guy who's got a little girl hostage on top oh, of the roof. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I really different... like the look of that. Yeah. 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 So I love Alex I love was excited games. about that too. Was he? Yeah, he saw... We, sh- we looked at... I went, We went through a few of the clips together. Oh, nice. Cool. And uh, yeah, he was like, ooh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. For some reason, just the it design little, of the characters, I don't care about. It looks like. a little bit time crisis yeah there's something no, exactly about it. exactly there's just something about the design of everything which looks tacky to me i agree but i love the concept of the game me too and i know they can do that because they've done it well before so it's just got to prove itself to me that i care about the story and the characters uh, i'm with you on that actually um yeah so i sad there's nothing else there uh, my best re-release was skyrim for sure i'm mm-hmm. excited about that it looked very pretty any best... play through playable no. content no. No, no the only thing playable in the bethesda section was the skyrim legends the um card game Oh, cool. That you were excited about. I didn't get to play it because <laughs> nerds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best art design for me was Dishonored 2. Um, so it was very pretty. You got to go, again, you couldn't play it or anything at Bethesda, but you could go into a room that was like it was out of Dishonored. They had the cool mask that he wore and stuff like that there, but it's just kind of a room. That's weird. They did that with Prey as well. So like just fanny stuff. Yeah, it's just like being on a movie set almost. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. And there that's... was a famous dude there from New Girl who was hanging out there. So the girl I was with got all excited and <laughs> wanted right. to stalk him. Right. That's how I remembered Dishonored. I had the thing. But uh, that the game has the best art design, I think, of the year. Uh, the best looking online versus mode, Titanfall 2 for me. Cool. Um, superb versus mode. And that's that one that's just like flying. You're just moving real quick. Yeah, it's all very fluid. Um, it's all about traversability, never stopping, getting in your mechs, yep. doing fun stuff. Yeah, that looked cool. That looked like fun if I was any good at those sorts of games. Yeah, that's exactly how yeah. I play it for a bit and go, this is awesome. I can't play them. Yep. <laughs> like, everyone just kills me. <laughs> but I'm rubbish. Yeah. Uh, best looking online co-op, Sea of Thieves. Um, Did we'll that get... still look good? That I've got marked that one as well. I'll get into that in a minute. Okay. Because i got yeah, more to say on that. Best looking story. I really struggle with this because I wrote down best looking story. What was the best looking story? Honestly... Skyrim. No. <laughs> no, but uh, I honestly don't know. I was looking, I was like, probably South Park has the best story, to be honest. But, sure, sure, sure. Um, in terms of the rest of them, I was like, well, Days Gone has an intriguing story, but I don't know enough about it. The Last Guardian, I don't know enough about it. Horizon looks fine, but not incredible. God of Honor looks fine, but not incredible. Uh, Detroit could have an amazing story, but we don't know yet. So I put up Mafia 3, actually, because there's, there's an immediate intoxicating kind of cool story. It's like a... Yeah, it's set in New Orleans. It's kind of like GTA, set on New Orleans, yep. based around a crime family, and it's it's the stories of those games are always excellent. So, yeah, banking on a horse, you know. Yeah, I like horses. 
Uh, the best graphics really tough this year. Really tough because there was a lot of pretty games, but nothing that was that was the one. You know, mm-hmm. uh, God of War definitely was a very pretty game. Like that was. Uh, you beautiful. saw real play. I saw them playing it, but that was a real disappointment because you went in the theater and normally when you go in the theater, they're playing it and you get about ten extra minutes of either story around it before or afterwards, or sometimes just doing stuff in. Like I went to the Days Gone one, you know, with the dude with all the zombies mm-hmm. and they did an extra 10 minutes around the mill fighting stuff and doing oh, things Oh, really? That would have been interesting. But that's what it's meant to be. Do you do it for the God of War? They just play exactly what you saw in the, in the press conference. And I was just, I was sitting there oh. and I was like, we've all seen this. I mean, granted, you're playing it this time. So it's slightly different, but basically exactly the same, but very pretty, even on a huge projector screen. Really? Okay. Um, but honestly, the Forza Horizon 3 is in Australia. Is um that that was the only game that really wowed me because I played that game I was like wow this is beautiful oh really gorgeous um but I'm sure prettier games you know will come out but yeah that that one knocked me back yeah so my top twenty games at E3 in reverse order starting at the bottom just for those who don't understand the concept that's the concept of reverse so order. worst bottom, to best bottom to hair I mean least Toes to least hair good no. L- uh, how would you say that? Because they're all your favourites. The least best. Yeah. To the to the very the, the, the most best. The, the bestest. Let's go best to bestest. Best to bestest. Yeah. All right. At the best end, number twenty, steep. That was a snowboarding, skiing. Oh yeah, yeah. Paragliding yeah. that stuff. Played it. Liked it. It will collect dust, but I enjoyed it and sure. I'd like to play with friends. Bit of a shoo in though, like, I mean, it's going to be fun anyway. Yeah, it was fun in first person. Yep. Uh, 19, Watch Dogs 2. 18, Battlefield 1. I'm only going to talk about the ones you dotted, just so you know. Okay. If you want to hear more about these games and what other people other than me think about them, then you're fucking crazy. But go to the other podcast. Right. Uh, 17, Titanfall 2. 16, Gears of War 4. 15, Detroit Become Human. We talked about that. 14, Forza Horizon 3. 13, Lego World. Surprise entry at 13. Um, quietly excited. Lego World? It's kind of like Minecraft with Lego. Right. So you play with your friends online and you build stuff out of Lego blocks and things. And right. I quite like it. So Shut one, up. It's great. Okay. 12, We Happy Few, uh, which is like that George Orwell sort of style one. Looks a bit like Bioshock Cross with George Orwell. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And like it's got a, a kind of weird cartoony style to it. Yeah. Which I don't like stylistically, yep. but the actual concept of the game looked cool. Yes. Uh, 11, Dishonored 2. Yeah, I didn't see anything else other than what we saw at the conference. So. That's annoying. Uh, but yeah. they did show a lot at the conference, to be fair. So Yeah, they showed a chunk. Yeah. 10. It mainly talked about the art design, though. Uh, which is the thing that the you're mechanics. most excited about as well. I am excited about the art design. It's not mine, but... It's the world I'm excited about. I already know they can do the combat, so if they just make it prettier and slicker, I'm happy. Okay. 10, God of War. 9, Spider-Man. Nope, you have this marked. They didn't show anything else Spider-Man. Very hard to know. So why buy tickets to E3? They're not showing anything. A lot of the stuff, man, they just, you know, they show it off as a tease and then that's it. That's all you get for a year or two years. So what is the 52,000 people doing just walking around bumping into each other? Trying not to bump into each other most of the time. Yeah. Uh, eight, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Uh, seven, Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm trying to remember now. I didn't see any more of this at E3. I think. That, what, did they have a theater with it? I think this is the one with the, 
the woman killing it's like the girl who looks like she's like brave but she's killing robots yep. in a sort of caveman future yeah that looked cool yep I didn't see anything else like, I didn't it might have been on the show floor in the theatre section but I can't remember okay um, but I've seen enough to be honest to already know I get that game completely now they've yep. shown me enough where it's like, I understand exactly what it's doing I know exactly how much I'm going to like that game mm-hmm. I've played enough video games to not be bemused by that mm-hmm. six The Last Guardian also absent other than a huge screen that you could kind of interact with Bird Dog um, five Resident Evil 7 Biohazard you were uh, excited about this. You... I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Continue. Um, well, I played the demo now. You can was there any play... VR for that? Yeah. So they had a huge queue up to get inside this cool house that's built to look like the house in, in the demo. They have stipulated the demo is not part of the game. It's just kind of proof of concept in terms of this is what it'll feel like. Okay. Um, like a little demo reel. Yeah. yeah. And you can play that demo right now if you go on PS4. You can download it. But it will be available on Xbox One and presumably Scorpio. Um, the actual game number four days gone so yeah you, you've marked this one down zombie apocalypse crazy this meets, is the sons of anarchy the, meets, meets the, the road dead. meets yeah. walking dead meets sons of anarchy yeah um yeah i just saw them playing it again in the theater they did some cool new stuff with it they wandered around more explored the mill i, I said last week i would have just got on the motorcycle and got out of there <laughs> right but they're you know having fun with how you can there's lots of interactive environments there's a cool bit where they get one of the zombies heads and shove it into like a massive wood wood saw i guess like it's a huge wood blade circular saw and they shove the zombie's head into it and then i was really saw impressed because there's a sawmill sure as they walk away, the zombie's weight pulls it down so it rocks like that and its head's still wedged into it firmly. It was, it was one of those things that was just a really nice detail. There was nothing janky about that game. Like It was very, very well sort of laid out and mm-hmm. the animations are beautiful. I'm really, really into that game. Like I, really, I don't think there's much new about it. It feels like a lot of games we've seen before, but it's just hitting a note that I really like at the moment. Um, I wouldn't be shooting as much as they're shooting, and I hope that's an option to not have to shoot. Well, that much. I'd be interested to see that. Like, you'd you'd hate it if it, they had all this beautiful concept and great story feel to it, and then all of a sudden, whenever you're playing as the character, yeah, you're just shooting stuff. Yeah, like I, it just becomes a first person shooter. I definitely don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be fifty fifty. But I, I I just hope that when you do get to the combat, you can bail more. Totally. Um, boom, yeah. You know, just get out of there. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for that game. Uh, number three for me is Skyrim Special Edition, which is ridiculous to have this high, but I'm very excited for it. Frustrated, it's a ways off. It's towards the end of the year. Well, Num- you need to time that for the new consoles, you see. Yeah, that's true. Um, and my top two were the two. So we voted at the end of our last podcast was a game of the show. Three, no, two of us said the Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild. And two of us said Sea of Thieves. We didn't talk about zelda last week that wasn't on any of the conferences uh so no the nintendo conference came just after we did our podcast that uh-huh. was the last conference it's pretty much all they talked about the legend of zelda it looks incredible it's beautiful well, it's, it's a flagship it's one of the flagship games right it's yeah it's a huge game everybody this is and this is the one this is literally and I don't know they were letting on. you had to queue up all day for this you had to get in at 10 30 and then it would close the line before midday because you couldn't get in again till 5 30 it was like you'd queue up for three four hours to oh get into God. this game and then you got a half hour play of it to go oh, wherever you solid. wanted to, run around wherever you want. Do that's you pretty want. solid. Yeah. Um, and both Justin and Alan played it, and I think Yo and James played it as well. And fucking everyone just loves that game. Uh, you can cl- you can climb up any wall. It's literally Ocarina of Time meets Skyrim. Wow. Literally. 
it's just this huge open cool zelda world that's cool explore it and do what you want to do in it probably should be the number one game on my list but i feel i know exactly what that's going to be i'm more excited about sea of thieves right now because i feel that has a lot of promise which is i think yeah and it's interesting game in terms of uh it feels new ish kind of yeah in a weird way it's weird because it looks more gamey in many ways but yeah it feels very gamey it's different from what's around right now it's a lot it's just about having fun with your friends and you could queue up for all day E3 to play it. So I watched people play it a lot, but I didn't bother queuing up to play it. Right. Um, but Justin did. He played it. Um, it's, it just looks beautiful. And they were talking about it's just a very small slice they showed to do with the battleship combat um, or the pirate ship combat. Um, and it's all about exploring with your friends. And it did what... You know what we were saying is if they pitch this right and there's just the right amount of people on a server, this will be a game I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're doing it. Ooh. They're kind of like, you can just sail and explore with your friends. And then if people are coming and you see another ship in the distance, you can hide from them and stuff. You don't have to interact with other people that much if you don't want to. It seems like they're getting the balance right of how many people to put in that world. So you can still just feel alone and exploring it with, with three of your friends. But you really have to work together. Like you yep. really do to like get the ship going and maneuver in. Which and, is great. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the one I'm most excited for. See if Thieves. Yeah, I'm, I think... Uh yeah, cool. I'm into that. Do you remember what we said our most excited games was? I remember we all we looked at the list and we we're just like, yeah, they all look pretty good. They all that's the thing. But they all look really good. There there wasn't one standout. There, that no. Point. I think I think we ended up saying. Well, I definitely think I ended up saying if they get that balance right, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And that was surprising for me because I wasn't really thinking about it at all up until that point. Right. Right. Can't remember what you said. No, it was, I would have changed my mind five minutes later anyway. Yeah. I think maybe Horizon. Yeah, I think you might have. Uh, it was definitely up there for me and still up there. Yeah, it's a good looking game. All right, that's the end of our news. No, that's Detroit, our- Detroit, sorry. Oh, yeah, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Let's get into some releases, shall we? Do you know what movies are happening? Uh, sure, yeah, go for it. I can tell you. Do you want you. me to read something? I can read something oh, for well, you. Oh, we'll split it. Okay. We'll split it. How's that? Yeah, great. Do you want... Uh, movies or do you want Blu-ray and games? Whatever you think I'd be most suited to. Well, I'll give you movies because it's all laid out here. You don't have to read all of it, but, you know, just some of the... Sure, sure, stuff. sure. Um, this is a little section <sighs> that mm. Alex would sing a song for. Oh. Um, uh, so, I was thinking the other day, I was going to just... I was gonna, um, so, I'm trying to do a Kickstarter, right? Oh, uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, because I need to get story. some... Money, so I can submit my short that I did last year to uh, the film festivals. And I was thinking to myself, you know what would be great if... Chris Pratt, can you give me some money? That was good. That's pretty good, right? If Alex is listening right now, he just wet his pants. I hope, I hope you like that. Um, so, uh, the movies. June 24th. These are the releases, I do believe. There are so many good movies coming. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm going to read the list. Oh, and, good. Uh, good. With you, you, furvish excitement. Oh, I will. I will. Uh, what? Furvish? No. Furbish. Let's go with it. All right. Reminds me of Furby. Furbies? Fur- you know, Furbies. Oh, fuck yeah. Those things. See, when they came out again a couple of years ago and they had electronic, like, digital eyes. Did they? Mm. That would have been terrifying. Mm, it was. But, very, I mean, they're pretty terrifying. They're before. very gremlin gremlin Yeah, I, I remember putting water on my one when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, the Shallows. Uh, Blake Lively, Gossip Girl, The Town, Green Lantern. Director is Juan Juan 
Call it Sarah. See what I'm saying? Yep. Get your names right, people. Uh, House of Wax, orphan, nonstop. Uh, a mere 200 yards from shore, surfer Nancy is attacked by a great white shark and her short journey to safety becoming the ultimate contest of wills. Uh, I think there's a word missing that sentence, but anyway. That's what it's going to be. Independence Day. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you want to talk about it? Oh, okay. All right. We can talk about it. How we do it? God. The shallows. I'm, I'm really excited about this film. I, We've been talking about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm interested. See, I, it's tricky. We were talking about this the other week, yeah. I think. And it's that thing about uh, basically painting... Yeah, yeah. Painting an animal that lives in our world uh, as this you know, demon barber of Seville. Yep. Um, and, see, and in Australia, it's very topical because in Australia, they do this thing sometimes where they just set barrel bait which is like line, line baits all along the coast where humans swim just huh. to catch any shark. And if they're caught, they kill them. Huh. Um, which is a really shitty, inhumane thing to do. Yeah. And it's around this fear of sharks, you know. But uh, sure, people get eaten by sharks. That happens. But yeah. it's like... People get caused by vending machines. Exactly. Exactly. But you don't line bait vending machines. Anyway, so I have I this... Would, I would watch that movie. Though. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's one part of me. So that that, that conserve conservationist kind of guy in yeah. me, which doesn't like the painting of yada yada bad things, but it also makes for a great thriller because it's got to be in the realms of reality. It's got to be in the realms of something that could potentially happen to a person yep. in a space that's relatively unknown. Anything could happen. It's thrilling. It's exciting. And, you know, you can place yourself in that story. Well, and so a, I, I get that. This is the thing. It's genuinely... The stats are pretty much the same, if not better in your favor. But they're pretty much... No, I was, well, probably from the stats I've seen, they're pretty much the same in terms of you spending time in the water, you getting killed by a shark. To you being out in the real world, you being raped, murdered by a person. Absolutely. And I love slasher films. It'll be no, actually, I love thriller films. Yeah. I don't then not go out into the world because I'm worried that's what's going to happen to me. Am I sensible about things? Yeah, I am. And if you know, I wasn't. If I if I was a water person in the sea, then would I be sensible about stuff? Yes, I would be sensible about stuff. And you're aware of risks in certain areas and blah blah blah. But it's not the way movies paint it. Um, and I think the problem is is that sharks only get painted in one way in movies, whereas everything else that you would equate it to don't. You know, you have movies of people just hanging out and not killing each other. Um, <laughs> right. You don't have movies other than Finding Nemo of sharks just hanging out and not killing each other. Right. Um, so I get you completely. But I think what we said is if you approach these, it's a monster movie. Yeah. It's a monster movie and it's fictitious. And sure, this kind of thing occasionally happens, but everything occasionally happens in the world. Um, but bearing in mind, yeah. I hope I'm intelligent enough to realize that, and I hope pe- most people are, but they're not. Sadly, I guess. I yeah, no. People, people, are, just people kind of... are scared, crazy people. Yep. People are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm. I, and I'm really want to talk because I, like I've told on this podcast many times before, my babysitter showed me Jaws when I was three years old. It put a base fear in me that I can't never go into the sea. But it has nothing to do with sharks because I was fascinated with sharks my whole life, so I studied them for years. Completely understood how unthreatening they are for ninety nine percent of the time. But I won't go in the sea. Really? But that's, that's a relationship we have. Wow. I respect you guys. I don't. I would fight for you guys. I would never want anyone to hurt you or you know like do things that they don't totally. need to do for you. But you, I will respect your space as well because I have a deep seated fear inside mm-hmm. me that is completely dumb. But that's just you know it got into me at yeah. an early age. And I think the artist in me, the or the you know the consumer in me, under like rules over the the one who's like 
Sharks are good. Oh. But there is a little bit of me. It's like, oh, not another evil shark movie. Mm-hmm. But it's got more to do with my context of coming from Australia and, and how sometimes they're... I hear The knee-jerk human reaction. I hear um, um But it looks good. If they pull it off, it could be a great... The trailer looks A great cool. little film. The trailer looks cool. I mean, this, the, what's... Here's the second sad thing to do with that, Adrian. Seem to only be shark movies about evil sharks. No happy, good sharks. No, no. What's even worse about that is that all of them are really bad. Like, all of them are fucking awful. Basically, other than Jaws. Even things like Shark Night, Bay. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the... Mega... What's that one? They oh, well, we've got Meg coming up. Meg, that's, that's gonna right. Be, that's going to be a cracker. Yeah. Um, this looks genuinely, Meg. legitimately good. Yeah. Um, so, I'm excited because it actually looks like it could be a good one. But we'll see. Independence Day. Almost. Independence Day. Resurgence. Uh, it stars Liam Hemsworth. That's an Australian actor. Uh, is it? I yeah. don't know. Let's go with that. Liam sure. Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, that's his brother. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. And uh, Bill Pullman and Maker Monroe. Uh, writer is uh, the writer of nine credits. Yeah, I didn't write down the writers because I went down to write them down. And there's like 50 there's of nine, them? No, there's literally nine credits. Who wrote this film? Oh, okay. Now I understand. Always a that, good sign. That, no, well, I was going <laughs> to say that's a bit of a worrying sign. That's a hugely uh, worrying sign. Isn't it just? Um, for a blockbuster, you might have three. Nine? That's a lot. Anyway, two decades after the first Independence Day invasion, Earth is faced with another, or with a new, extrasolar threat, which will, but will mankind's new space defences be enough? First reaction to that logline? <laughs> Uh, boring. I am... So we were just driving by a poster of this today. I am fascinated with how much money this makes. I have no clue how much money this is going to make. I, I can't tell if people could possibly give a shit about a new Independence Day for I, 20 years after the original. Talk about a long time for a sequel. Right. Personally, couldn't give a shit. I couldn't. I actually, well, I was one of those few people I hated the original at its time, and I was... Mm. Probably the perfect age. I was 16 when yeah. it came out. Yeah. Um, I could not care less about this movie. Uh, but I'm fascinated to see if other people do. I, I, I love Jeff Goldblum, though. I will say that. Oh, so. yeah, me too. Yeah. Who, could, who, who, could, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, the Neon Demon. Yes. Uh, it stars Ellie Fanning. Or Elle Fanning, Super 8, Maleficent. Christina Hendricks. I like how you say the films they've been involved with as if it's kind of their... Their last last names like L Fanning Super Eight Magnificent. <laughs> That's just my uh, monotone Australian accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christina Hendricks, Madman Drive, uh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Question mark. Keanu Reeves. Exclamation mark. Oh my gosh. What's he from? Where's he been? Uh, Matrix. Uh, I think um, Knock Knock is the film. You think? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, he did that other great fi- uh, film, uh, Point Break. Bill and Ted. Um, what else? Uh, Bill and Ted is the only film. Wild Stallions. Uh, Wild Stallions uh, my Own Private Idaho. God gave rock and roll to you. Uh, there's a whole bunch of films he's done. Anyway. No. I uh, thought we were going to sing together. Abby, Abby Lee and Mad Max. Um, so uh, let's. I'm just going to cut to the logline. There is none. There's no logline. Um, no, did I not put down a logline for this? Make it up. Go. No, because I'm really excited about this film. Go. This is from the director of Drive, um, Only God Forgives. Bronson. Yeah, that's a great film. Oh, he does like working with Tom, ha- uh, Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy? Was that, was yeah, he did a couple yeah. with Tom Hardy. 
Yeah, um, well, Bronson and Dry. Oh, no, no, Drive's not. Sorry. No. I'm just no. mad. Um, good actors. He likes good actors. So huh? people tend to. So his last film only got for. So people love him because of Drive. He did a lot of arty films before that, and he's done a lot of arty, well, one arty film since then with Only God Forgives that people were, oh, it's going to be like Drive because it's Ryan Gosling. And, and Bronson was a, a great film. Have you seen that? Mm. It's British. I know you don't like the British, but... Yeah, I don't. Uh, really good film. Um, that's Tom Hardy's it is. breakout film. Uh, I mean, it's not my t- cup of tea, uh, but it was a very good film. Uh, I love all of this director's films, all of his films. Um, and it frustrates me because Drive is the only one he hasn't written. So people tend to think that that's how his films are going to be and it's not Drive I think was a good I think his films are better from the looks of it when he doesn't write them because he gets very self-involved Only God Forgives is kind of torturously up its own ass but it's so exquisitely beautiful and has a great mood to it I, well I that sounds it. like my type of film it's yeah it's kind of like David Lynch to the extreme Only mm-hmm. God Forgives um, so I'm really excited about this it's had horrible reviews can't wait can't <laughs> so wait. we're like venturing into Malik territory I'm going to go and see The Shallows Neon Demon and I think The Conjuring 2 this weekend or okay. this week Wiener Dog or Vayner Dog um, what else you got <laughs> that's all I got um, and uh, it stars Greta Gerwig uh, Francis huh, Mistress America Greenberg uh, Danny DeVito haven't seen him in a while uh, Twins uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, that's his thing. Um, he was the in Batman. One he, of those. He was the Batman pen, Forever. Penguin. Batman. No, Forever? no Batman. Batman, Batman um, Returns. Returns. Mm. Uh, and uh, Julie Delpy, uh, who we all know from the before, <laughs> the before series, the before trilogy. Oh, break my heart. You're making the next one in the before. Series, I am going to be doing that. Yeah, I'm writing it at the moment. Uh, and uh, it's written by Todd Solods. And he's also directed by Todd Solod's Happiness, Welcome to the Dollhouse, Storytelling. I don't know any of those films. Have you not seen it? You would love this guy. Cool. This guy's fantastic. Great. Hook me yeah, up I mean, with some DVDs. You seriously love this guy. All of those films are uh, fucking brilliant. So, A Dush Hound. Oh, my God. I almost said, I almost said in, when I was doing my versions of the title, I was going to say, Vayner Dush Hound. Oh, uh, but I didn't and then it, it says Dutch a Dutch hound is passed from oddball owner to oddball owner whose radically dysfunctional lives are all impacted by the pooch that so sounds like it could be a weird well, melodrama or a comedy it sounds pretty awful and the name of it I nearly didn't put on and then I saw it was by him and I was oh wow okay because he, he's never made a bad film he makes exceptionally weird uncomfortable brilliant weird sort of arty films about I'm into it about just character-based stuff. Oh, my God. You like it. I love the shit out of it. I you can will. tell already. Hunt for the wild, wilder people. Wilder people. Yep. Let's say wilder people. There's an Australian one. Hunt for or the is wilder it New Zealand? people. It might be New Zealand one. Uh, it stars Sam Neill, who is New Zealand. A lot, often, a lot of Australians think he's Australian, but he's not. Um, he's one of theirs. A lot of Australians think he's Australian. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, same thing as Russell Crowe. Oh. Yeah, he's actually a Kiwi as well. What did you guys do? What? What did you give us, anyone? Yeah, Mel Gibson. Oh, fuck off. You can have him. You can have him back. <laughs> um, and then you've got the director is Taika Watiti, which I'm going to go with Kiwi on this one. This is a New Zealand film. Mm-hmm. You're right. And uh, Flight, Flight, Flight of the Concords, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, Thor, even. You do uh, Ragnarok. And uh, same writer based on the book by Barry Crump. So the trailer no, for, this, for this one. Yeah, yeah I, got, I might have got lazy. Yep. Um, it looks cool. 
Katie was showing me a trailer for this the other day because yep. he's a great director. Mm. A lot of people love him for what we do in the shadows, which was, came out last year, I think, only. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Very funny film. Um, and now he's doing Thor Ragnarok. I didn't realize he'd fitted one in in between, but he has. Um, and it looks looks fun. It did. I'll be honest. It didn't. It didn't. Comedy. Look, yeah, yeah. But kind of in a sort of Wes Anderson way. Okay. But not as good as Wes Anderson by a long shot. Okay. Um, but it looked alright. Um. Great. Uh, <laughs> Free State of Jones uh, stars Matthew McConaughey. Uh, the director is Gary Ross. The Hunger Games, Pleasantville, Sea Biscuit, and uh, the writer is Gary Ross. Also based on the story by Leonard Hartman. A civil war divides the nation. Sorry. A civil war divides the nation. A poor farmer from Mississippi leads a group of rebels against the Confederate army. I think you find it's Leds uh, group. <laughs> It's not leads, mate. Well, um, uh, I didn't know I've anything got about this. Lukewarm reactions to that line. Have you heard about this? No, I'd never heard of it. And it was coming up on all these lists of notable films coming out. So I was no, like, never like, heard of it. This is one. There's a lot of cool looking stars in this whose names I could neither write or pronounce. So Great. So you went with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I thought <laughs> well, you could say for that one. Oh, it's a hook. It's a hook. I mean, that man piqued my interest. I was like, well, it could be good. So six very different films coming out this weekend. Which one are you going to recommend people going to see? What would you? What are you going to go see? Pretty lukewarm on all of them, really. Really? I'll probably go see uh, Viner Dog. Mm. Um, off what you've said. Um, mm. Okay. Well, that's your pick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Viner Dog or Neon Demon. So I'm most um, perversely intrigued with Neon Demon because yeah, his films are the most pretty films you could ever see. I think Wiener Dog would probably be the best, probably, just from his background films, but I'm not convinced at all from its logline. But undoubtedly, The Shallows is my one. That's the one, because I'm excited. You know what? When you break down the logline of, like, um, uh, The Lobster or something mm-hmm. like that. No, but that's intriguing. The Lobster's logline's good. It, it is pretty good, me. actually. It intrigues me. But, you know, it, it sounds, like, mundane, but it could be, like, uh, Woody Allen it's kind of the, intriguing. It's more the dog. I'm not a dog you, fan. You don't like dogs? No. Does Izzy um, know this? Izzy's the only one. She had to worm her way into my heart and then she finally got in my heart and now she ignores me. <laughs> like, I want you over. I don't need you anymore. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to go see The Shallows, but I, I'm a horror fan, so that's what's going to happen. Tell you what, Blu-rays are coming out. Hit me. We don't normally do this because Alex is lazy, but you know, I had to put together the entire podcast this week and I thought you I'll know. put in the extra effort he doesn't do. You could have uh, handballed it to me if you wanted. Handballed it to you? Oh, is that not a saying here? No, but I like it. Yeah, new things every week, people. New things every week. That's why you have me here. Uh, <laughs> won't be able to tell you anything about films or games, but uh, Australian slang and sayings. You're very inquisitive, though. Um, I've good. got a bunch. So, uh, handball, that's, a, that's an Australian football league uh, What pass. Yeah, punt it. You what about the actual game handball? Punt it my way. Do you not actually play the game handball? Uh, Can you play against the wall? Handball? It's kind of like squash, but with your hand, and you have little gloves. And you oh, play we call like it handball. handball. People call that, what's that other game they call that? Futsal. Oh, no, just, that's indoor you're just soccer. Making stuff up now. That's okay. what's happening. I don't even believe in this. We country. call it war ball. War ball? Wall. Yeah. Wall ball. Like W A L L B. So you're throwing from the hand to the thing that you're hitting. Yeah, to the wall. Wall ball. So that means other sports, like football, shouldn't be with your foot. It should be like. You know, uh, and if you depending where you are in the world in Australia by the world I mean Australia depending where you are in Australia uh, it's either called handball or foursquare 
I really, I've really lost so much interest in this conversation right now. I find it immensely interesting. Um, coming to Blu-ray and coming to DVD <laughs> and coming to digitals, presumably, because it's a digital world. Uh, Nate will be very happy. My big fat Greek wedding too, finally. I, I tell you what, I'm going to buy it for him. He's, Do been it. Jo- he's been joking about this film for ages. Does he I'm going to buy it for him. Does he actually like it? I have no clue. He said he hopes he gets to number one. He saw it. I'm going to buy it for him. Has he seen number one? I hope he's not Apparently number one's this. quite a good. I saw it. I know it wasn't my, if my that's kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I probably But I don't like joy. Um, the Brothers Grimsby. Did you say the Greeks? Sorry? Hmm? What did you say? You don't like... Joy. Out of... In an... Inside Out. Joy out of Inside Out? No, no. Joy from the film. Have you seen Inside Out? That might help Jennifer you with Lawrence. liking Joy. No, I didn't like that film either. You didn't like Inside Out? No. I think it was the worst Pixar film in a long time. Did it make time. you cry? No, no. No. And I cried everything. I find it hard to believe... What, that I cried everything? Yeah, if you didn't oh, cry I in that cried film. I a lot, but I didn't find that film engaging at all. Really? I thought his first 10 minutes were good, and then it was just like direct-to-DVD fodder. No. Yep. But I think that's true of a lot. I think the second half of Up is direct-to-DVD fodder. I, I haven't seen Up. Um, I think it's been a long time since Pixar have made a truly great film. From well, there's a new one coming out. Yeah, and it's made incredible money, so we're going to get onto the box office, if, if you'll let me get through the oh, next sorry, fucking I'm sorry, section. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, the Brothers Grimsby, you can get that now. That's apparently this one with Sasha Baron Cohen and that other dude, I've forgotten his name. Um, Nate saw this, reenacted part of it for us earlier in the year, and sounds like it's about as crude a film as is humanly possible. Um, Midnight Special comes out on Blu-ray and DVD. What are you looking at? Just reading. Brothers Grimsby. Right yeah, I didn't understand what you said. Nate, ma'am, oh, what? The Brothers Grimsby? Yeah, that's better. Grim, do you want me to pronunciate properly? Yes, please. Okay. Midnight Special. Is that right? Uh, really, I'm excited for this one. I didn't get to see it in cinemas. Um, and I've got it coming, yeah, today. Was it? So it comes out, so I'm excited. Shut up. Um, looks like, yeah, genuinely looks like a great film. Night of Cups, the new Terrence Malick film that comes out. I'm excited for that. Anesthesia um and the wave which is also called olgen this is a norwegian film we were talking about it's a director who's now been signed up to direct the tomb raider reboot um, i love norwegian films this film's really good this is a disaster film following all the cliche tropes of an american disaster film but with heart and mm-hmm. genuine genuinely some terror like it, it's a it's a blockbuster film and it should just be as cheesy as the american ones but it works really well cool one of the best disaster films i've ever seen highly recommend it um which of those would you pick up? There's three great films there for me. Midnight Special, Night of Cups, and The Wave. I, I would say those are three recommendations. Uh, the Wave, definitely, and Midnight Special. Don't know about it. I'd be keen to see it. And probably The Brothers Grimsby, because I remember listening to a podcast about that. It's going to be ridiculously crude. Some of the things to do with hiding in elephants' vaginas. Oh, my God. And while another elephant then fucks them while they're hiding in it and comes all over them. Fuck off. No, this is actual scenes. And Nate's, Nate was kind of acting it out for this us. sounds heinous. Yeah. Nate would have loved it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. He's such um, a creep. Video games coming out this week. Coming out today, we've finally, finally got The Mighty Number no. 9. So this is from the creator. Fill you in here, Adrian, in case you didn't know. It's from the creator of Mega Man. Ooh. who, since he left Capcom, is not allowed to make Mega Man games. Capcom aren't making Mega Man games. So there's a trend right now of developers starting off on their own, getting a Kickstarter going, and making the spiritual successor, that's what they call it. Like Ukulele for Banjo-Kazooie. There's one for Castlevania, which I've forgotten its name. That was 
that was at um, E3. And this is his one for Mega Man. It's been going on for years. Made a ton of money. It's coming to 360, PS3, PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Wii U. All of them. A game coming to Wii U. Who'd have thought it? Um, and the reviews came out today. Rubbish. Not good. Five out of ten. And I've been looking at this from the beginning. I've been, this looks like trash. I don't understand why people are excited. A new Mega Man game would be awesome. This doesn't look like the Mega Man game we want. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's not. But maybe that was just the first reviews of being mean. Maybe it's great. Who knows? Well, usually... Yep. Well, I mean, I just don't know. You know, the consensus isn't in. Just okay. a few just a few first okay. reviews. Um, what, have yeah. the big ones done a review on it yet? Like, you know, yeah, IGN Yeah, IGN gave those? it 5.3, I think. Yeah, time. well, yeah. Um, I only had one good thing to say about it. So anyway, kind of a big disappointment. Uh, Fallout 4, the Contraptions Workshop comes out this week. You can download that. Ooh, I'm excited about that. Uh, get you love a bit of Fallout Sims. Working. MXGP2, the official motocross video game. Always good when you put the word video game in your video game title, I feel. It's reassuring <laughs> in case you're like, am I actually going to be motocrossing when I buy it? So no, it's a game worry. for non-gamers. Probably. Yeah, you like motocross, you like video games, buy the motocross video game. You like motocross, you like the idea of playing video games? Pac-Man 256 or Pac-Man 256. Maybe there's been that many Pac-Man games. It could be. I don't know anything about this one. Um, out of those four, Fallout 4 for me. Yep, same. Have some, had some fiddles. That's it, that's all the releases. Done. Lots of good movies at the cinema, some good movies at the Blu-rays and the digitals. A bunch of rubbish games. Bunch of bunch of really bad games alright box office time hit you me ready? you excited I'm excited we're gonna go from 20 in reverse do you want to t- I'll tell you give me the top 5 and I'll put them in order for you okay alright we'll get well, there wait no you're going to 20 in reverse aren't you yeah I'll go, I'll go up to, well, I'll, get, I'll get to it. there okay and then I'll tell you what the top 5 are and see if you can put them in order done because we didn't we didn't guess last week or do no we didn't number 20 genius number 19 neighbors 2 sorority rising number 18 Maggie's plan number 17 the gentleman Number 16, The Lobster. Number 15. Still hanging in. Love and Friendship. Number 14, The Nice Guys. Number 13, Zootopia. I watched that last week. Very good. Number 12, The Jungle Book. Number 11, The Angry Birds Movie. Number 10, Captain America Civil War. Still there. Number 9, Me Before You. Oh, that piece of shit. That's the Daenerys one. Is that the one with Rob... The girl from... That stupid... No, it's the girl from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Uh, number eight, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Number seven, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the mm. Shadows. Number six, X-Men Apocalypse. Top five films in no specific order. Adrian's going to see if he can figure it out. See if he can crack the code of the American general public. Here we go. In no order. Now You See Me Too. Central Intelligence. Finding Dory. Conjuring 2 Warcraft Ooh. Ooh They're the five films Now You See Me 2 Central Intelligence Shit. Finding Dory The Conjuring 2 And Warcraft But what order did they go in? So I'm gonna go Give me Give me Let's just say them all again Now You See Me 2 uh, Yep Central uh, Intelligence Oh What's Central Intelligence? That's the one with Dwayne Johnson shooting guns. Oh, that's gonna, that's a, looks like a really stupid I've movie. I've seen nothing about it other than the poster of him shooting guns in a weird, awkward stance. Yeah, I, yeah I've seen that too. Um, all right. 
uh, Finding Dory and uh, Int The Conjuring and Warcraft okay uh, wait that's six films <laughs> Now You See Me Too <laughs> Central Intelligence <laughs> Finding Dory The Conjuring and Warcraft five films math <laughs> it's tough <laughs> I mean uh, you got a pen and paper so you know all right. Odds are stacked and against finding. It. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> See are if we getting? Are all. we honing in? Yeah, I think so. All right. What is at number five? I think it's a. Oh, at, oh, number five. Um, Conjuring two. What is at number four? We've got uh, in Central Intelligence. What is at number three? Uh, we've got Now You See Me two. What is at number two? So, interestingly, it's a dead tie between Warcraft and Finding Dory. No, uh, let's go with, because it is school holidays, I'm going to go with Finding Dory as number one and Warcraft as number two. Out of those five, you have one correct. It is Finding Dory at number one. <laughs> at number five is Warcraft. Number with five? With a paltry $7 million. That's nothing. Yep, down 70% from last week. So, it's a rubbish film. It is not doing well. Ironically, it is the... Biggest box office success for a video game movie in history. <laughs> is it because it's like the first video game movie in history? No, it's not a lot. To be fair, I'm surprised because Resident Evil normally makes a ton of money, but they don't cost as much money to make. So their box office probably isn't much, but they make good return. Right. Uh, now You See Me 2 is at number so four. Wait, I can't believe that. So Warcraft is at number five. I just need to write this down. <laughs> I've got right, it here. Here we go. No, no, keep going. <laughs> Warcraft and Now You See Me 2 is at number four. The Conjuring 2 is at number 3, which can only mean Dwayne Johnson, Central Intelligence, at number 2. God kill, bless the American. Kill me. And number 1, Finding Dory. Uh, do you want to hear the difference between number 1 and number 2 with, with what they're making? Yes. Both just released this weekend. Or last weekend. Number 2, Central Intelligence brought in a very hefty $35.5 million. That's solid. Which is good for his Who's seeing that movie? A lot of it's got Dwayne Johnson in it. He but, just got, brings all his friends. But you look at that. <laughs> all his Fast and Furious friends. They'd fill out a cinema. There's enough of them. Yeah, okay. Um, number one. Th- okay, so 35.5 million for Central Intelligence. Mm. Finding Dory, $135 million. $100 million more than the number two film. That just gave me goosebumps. It's insane. $100 million more? In fact, if you add up, hang on. You s- vamp for a second. Uh, what's that mean? You fill uh, in the space. stuff, yeah. Uh, I'm so surprised about that list. Uh, yep, uh, this math works out. There we go. <laughs> Finding Dory has made as much money by itself as the other 19 movies combined. Fuck a duck. That's what we say in Australia to exclaim. <laughs> no, something. I answered that one. Yep. Um, <laughs> Is that incredible? That's it's broken amazing. a lot of records. We didn't get into it in our news because I couldn't be fucked to get a box office in our news. But he's broken a lot of records. Doing oh, very well. that's a that's a wow. people like CGI fishes. Well, and they love Finding Nemo, don't they? They love finding something. They love that. They like just fish being lost. Did you and like crying. Finding Nemo? I know you don't like Pixar films. No, I love Pixar films back then, just not recent ones. Uh, not since John Lasseter took over all of Disney animation, because then I feel Disney films got better and Pixar films got worse, and they equaled out in this kind of middle ground of they're all really good, mm-hmm. but nothing is exquisite like it used to be. You didn't. What about when everybody was like, Inside Out's just fucking amazing? I would. I told them they were wrong. Right. Because I think they were wrong. Very good. It's very straight to DVD story. 
the beginning the idea of it's great and then they get out and then it's oh we've got to walk to that place and as we walk to that place dumb dvd animated stuff will happen to us in the way <laughs> that's literally what happens and it's exactly the same with up, it's about the the up the, begins it's brilliantly. About, it's about the emotional journey of the yeah, characters but there's no there's no, nothing interesting happens in the second half of that movie at all mm, i think you missed the point no are you sure you don't have like some sort of emotional no i'm very like, emotional i cry at so many things like a, i cry at everything like i'm a, a really sappy person block. i just like you know effective or good movies you know what i really want to do now what <laughs> is just break into goodwill hunting and just be like it's not your fault <laughs> it's, not, it's not your fault <laughs> and that's where you start crying yeah, that's right yeah you, you know it. See, there you go. I do know it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm surprised and disappointed all in one, except for, uh, you know, where's Dory? And good on him. Is that in the, still an Australian film? Was that still made in Australia? What? Did they shoot it in Australia in CGI tanks? No. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> well, they, 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 Finding Nemo was an Australian film. Was it? Yeah. How it was an Australian film. It's Pixar. It was all done in Australia. But it's Pixar. I know. Did they just... Hire people they in just Australia? out to Australia. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I but don't no, know. I mean, this was all... Rove done. McManus was in it. He's one of our talk show guys. Oh, like cast and stuff. Maybe. I, I, no, and I, I had... Yeah. Or maybe I'm thinking of Happy Feet. Happy Feet was don't done in Australia. Don't talk to me Happy Feet. Yeah, well, that's the director from Happy Mad Max. Happy Feet was done in Australia. Yeah. That's the director of all the Mad Max films. That makes sense. Directed Happy Feet 1 and 2. Because my mate worked on that and she also worked on Mad Max. There you go. Because I never understood when they were bringing out Mad Max Fury Road, they weren't boasting from the director of Happy Feet 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> because they actually had a lot in common. They really did. All the vibrant, garish sure, colours, the sure, loud, obnoxiousness, sure. all that stuff. You didn't like Happy Feet, I'm taking it. Um, no, I didn't mind it. It's creepy. It's a creepy film. I don't like it when they look they look so real and at the end you get these live action like Ewan McGregor turns up, I think. And he's and there's a bunch of real people at the end, and they find them and they're dancing. Do you remember? At no, the very end of the movie, that didn't happen. Don't you remember at the very Is end? Is it of the like movie, a credit roll thing? There's like real people turn up and they find them and they're dancing, and it's so fucking weird. What you don't see Hugh, Hugh McGregor like pretty sure live action McGregor. though. Yeah, it's not like they were anim- yeah. They no, were no, no, animated no. people. No, no, they're like they're this weird combo. Because he was really into trying to make everything as real as possible. I'm gonna look it up. You thought the podcast was about to end, but it's not. This now. sounds like this madness. Is yeah, this, this is now what we're doing. It really upset me. Um, so while you're searching, why don't you give them give us a wrap in terms of where we, they can find us? Um, so yeah, we missed our mid outro this week, uh, so we're going to do it in the outro, which is where we should do it, I guess. Well, I guess, yeah. Um, while I look for the end of Happy Feet. Um, yeah, we are a production company. We are called We Are Tessellate. We are Tessellate with two S's and two L's. You can check us out just by going to our URL, wearetessellate.com. That'll easily branch you out to all the social medias where we're also We Are Tessellate. Mm-hmm. To our YouTube, where we're also We Are Tessellate. And then you can watch this YouTube stupid podcast thing that we do every single week. Um, normally with more people, but just me and Adrian this week. Well, you know, I'm thinking we do a pretty good job by ourselves. We don't need the, it's the, the rest. Yeah. Is it shorter? <laughs> we've been going for a while it feels short and now I'm just googling for the rest of this movie so now we're just going to watch well, this I'm just silence. having such a good time it feels shorter um, what else am I talking about yeah and then you can also branch out and see some of our films we do short films because we're a production company run out of LA run out of Tokyo run out of London and we're making our first feature film right now which is called Starfish and if you want to learn about that I'm writing and well, I've written and I'm directing it um, you can check that out we have a thing called Starfish Diaries 
every other Monday, um, but this week, sadly, on a Tuesday, which is today. Um, we put up a little expose video where I kind of talk about it with other people from from the uh, what's what do you call it production? That's the word. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we talk about as openly as we can the hell it is to make a fucking uh, your first in, in, independent feature film. It's yeah. hell, hellish don't, waters. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, stop creating things. Uh, uh, you can go. find me well, at uh, Adrian underscore old. Uh, and also, if you want to join me on a game of the old Rocket League, which I do enjoy, uh, or any other Xbox game or want to say hello, uh, you can find me at uh, Sixum. Is that how you, how do do you spell it? S-I-X-U-M. There you go. Um, yeah, sincerely, please go on iTunes and Google, uh, or not Google, search for us on iTunes, uh, Geeks and so it's tessellate and subscribe because it helps us out and if you subscribe to that you can also get our other channels we're doing a bunch of horror retrospectives starting uh, this week uh, well actually sorry it's going to be next week now with Friday the 13th we go through all of those and then we'll be doing The Nightmare on Elm Street and then Halloween after that um, all the classic slashes and Adrian might be joining me for Halloween if we can oh, negotiate, I hope so. negotiate I'd love your take on some shitty slasher movies it will be dry and sarcastic and I'll take them apart look okay are you ready for this okay here we we're go we're gonna do this now okay, okay. so you got I'm skipping through a bit of it alright but you got these guys yeah have turned up animated animated nope they're animated they're not they're really really not they are animated they're not animated oh my god they're dancing and then they're watching all these penguins dancing and it really creeps me out because they're treating them as if they're real penguins And this one's got a freaking oh, tracker a radio on his back. He's got a tracker because that's how they found him, traced him. Then they start dancing they with dancing? these billions of penguins. Mate, they're animated. They're no, not... they're really not. Do you know how I know? How? A, because you can tell they're not when you watch them on a big screen. And B, because of the next thing that's about to happen. That looks like Seth MacFarlane. This was a bad choice. And this is when, and at the end you go to this bit where it's all live action people talking about what they're going to do about these penguins. And then having political discussions about it. People are trying to free the dancing penguins. Oh, I... Did I you block this out? I blocked this. <laughs> I really erased it. I thought it was a great film up to it's this point. It's fucking horrible. Why would they do this to this film? It's really, really so disturbing oh everybody just press me. stop before you get to the end so yeah if, if if you're following with us go on to YouTube type in happy feet movie clip part 10 of 10 dancing for the aliens because the people are the aliens um, but yeah oh that's creepy really scary really scary. otherwise really good though great film sure if you like penguins uh, walking Australia. with penguins uh, with Morgan Freeman yeah taking a Isn't stroll it's called walking with penguins uh, yeah, I think it is Walking walking the Penguins. We should stop this podcast. Are we out? Yeah. All right. You can follow me on the social medias. I'm Mr. Al White. Play some video games with me. I like doing that sometimes. Adrian, thank you for joining me. It was a pleasure, my man. My pleasure. Until next week, we're out. Geeks. Geeks. Look at them go. Oh, they're all synchronized. It's that moment. It's that quintessential moment where they're all like doing it. And then the people are like, oh, hang on. Look at this. This guy gets into it first. But it's far worse. It's horrible, isn't it?